Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Have some ideas. All right. We're back, besties. This is uh, the Best Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Coleman. Oh, this is Danny J. We're both wearing black. We're twins. We this are. I was just telling Danny that normal. I just got a, a spray tan. Um, I had a photo shoot this week, and I was telling her that it's actually worse to get a spray tan and then slowly lose it. It's more depressing than just being pale. <laughs> so it oh, is, yeah. it's like well, the middle of January. Everyone's pasty right now. But I feel I like I got a glimpse you, of what it could look like in the summer. Do you, remember when, do you remember when we were competing and you get that dark, dark, hideous tan, which looked crazy, but then when it started to come off you, it felt like you were super, super white. It was like, oh, yeah. oh this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to you, get very is, dark for the stage. And this is the problem with a lot of beauty um, treatments. Like, I, mean, I, guess, I don't really know if I call it a beauty, beauty treatment, but lash extensions hair extensions nails because as soon as you do them once it starts coming off you feel way worse than you did before it is worse because when it starts coming off you feel pale or when your lash extensions come off you're like i look like a fucking scarecrow or your hair extensions come out and you're like my hair is so thin so i'm just or botox is gone and now you're like i yeah, look like a troll yeah. <laughs> yep you just get used to it you just get used to that level yeah well, I don't know. We just this is just part of it. Actually, this ties into what we want to talk about today because on threads a couple of days ago, um I posted 40-year-old women or women in their 40s give advice to women in their 30s. And it probably has like, I don't know, 50, 60 responses on it, and I thought they were really good, but actually one person just said something like enjoy the inevitable downhill. I was like, thanks. <laughs> like it was something like that. It was like, <laughs> enjoy the inevitable, you know, like whatever, like downhill from here. Um, but like there inspiring. were actually someone said something about Botox and fillers, which I thought was a kind of a weird, like I thought it would be like something along the lines of like, don't get Botox and fillers, but it wasn't that. It was watch out for getting so much Botox and fillers because later on in your life, if you want to get a facelift, it's going to look worse or something like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> like it wasn't even about – like I could understand if she's like, watch out for Botox and fillers and just ended it there. But she said, because if you want yeah. to get a facelift later, then now all of a sudden you have like a Mr. Potato Head face. Like she's all over in the wrong places. <laughs> I'm like, it's an well, interesting take. Well, fuck. Now I got it. I got to think about this. I you got to get all I your fillers out. You got to get all your fillers, all your I, Botox out before you get your facelift. Uh, shit. I've been doing Botox for a long time. Now I need to, do I need to stop so I can get ready for my inevitable facelift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The responses were actually really good. So I asked Danny if she wanted to chat today on the podcast about, um, just advice you would have for your 30 year old mm. self or for your, uh, younger self, what are some of the things that it's really interesting because when I was in my thirties, especially my early thirties, when I was still married, I really felt like I, like it just, I felt 
different than I do now. I felt so much more, what's the word? I guess safe would be one of the words. Like I just was like, I'm in a marriage. I love my husband. I felt safe, comfortable. Um, now I'm in a relationship, a long-term relationship that actually is safe and comfortable, but I don't feel that way. Like in a way, not because of anything he's doing, just because I feel yeah. like having gone through divorce, you just realize that not everything is necessarily guaranteed. And it's not necessarily, I don't think it's bad. I mean, we've talked about this before where it was, when I was in my marriage, I was in some ways maybe too comfortable, you know, like didn't really care about my looks all that much. Now, I don't think you need to, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, Jill, I've been married for 30 years. Like I'm not going to fucking put on makeup for my husband. Like, but I do think there's something to be said for, and I'm much more aware of this now of wanting to look good for my partner. Not only I'm not going to just like, you know, it's not like you didn't see me without makeup, but like I want to keep my body tight. I want to stay in shape. I want to, you know, keep up with so that I do look nice for him. And I, and I, you know, that he still finds me attractive and sexy and all that kind of stuff. Whereas my marriage, I was just like ripping farts and like just stuff like that, that I probably would never do now. Like, because I'm just, I'm more, I have a heightened awareness of mm. maybe this is not as safe as mm. my relationship mm-hmm. once was or felt. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to say uh, this is perfect timing because literally this morning, uh, my Facebook memories popped up with one of my really good friends. Her name's Heather and a picture of us. And it was so cute. And I sent it to her and I said, look what this is this morning. How was this nine years ago? And she said, damn, so much has happened in nine years. And she said, it makes me sad. Sometimes I look at those photos and know I felt unstoppable and on top of the world and I had less. And I kind of felt the same. I was like, man, I look at that picture and the excitement and I felt very confident. I felt like there was no care in the world. And now I hate to say this, but now it's just like, fuck. If you had told me, and I said back to her, I was like, if you had told me my future then, I would have probably punched you in the face. Like, no way, this is not going to happen. This is not what my future is going to be. I'm not going to end up divorced and I'm not going to end up with my mom dying. I'm not going to end up in this, like so much changed. And so it's a little sad because there was this perfect bubble of naivety and um, I don't know, like super confidence. And it's not that I, there's a different level of confidence I have now, but now it's this confidence and also this awareness that things can be taken and this mm. awareness that things could change. And so it's like this um, this knowledge that I almost wish I could unhave. So I like my advice to younger 30. Well, first, my cynical advice would be like, I hope you enjoy your first marriage. And then <laughs> just get that out of the way. Just, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, but, but my non-cynical side would be like, I almost wouldn't want to ruin it for a 30 year old. Like, honey, yes, everything is amazing. And, you know, I was thinking about your brothers getting married. Um, your one of your brothers getting married this year. And I just came across a, someone in my feed who was in the same industry in bodybuilding.com, a guy, a male, and he's around my age and probably a little younger. And I just saw he just married the love of his life and she's like 27 And first I had this um, initial kind of feeling of like jealousy and like, oh, they look so happy and I wish I could have that. And then I was like looking at their ages and it was about the same age gap as my husband and me and the same age that I was when I got married. And then I was like, oh, they haven't even been through it yet. (laughs) Like they look happy now and they're like, they're going to go through some shit and they're probably going to fall apart and they're not going to make it. And I'm like, God, I hate myself for saying that and thinking that, but it's likely true. And even if they're not going to get divorced, they will go through some shit. And this is what's hard. I think that we don't recognize in our early 30s how fucking hard 
I, I feel like the thirties are really big for a lot of big stuff, whether it's a parent getting sick, whether it's job changes, having children, having multiple children, like really, really big stuff happens in that decade. And it's stuff that you don't necessarily know how you're going to respond, um, how you're going to react, how your partner's going to react and like how you will feel around it. And so I feel like it's so, so big. I don't know if anyone can really truly prepare you for that. I, and I, I laugh just thinking, yeah, if I had known the future, I would not have, I would not have fathomed a future that actually did happen at that time, nine years ago, even. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. And it's, it also just makes you think about right now too. You go, wow, if I didn't know back then what the next nine years are going to look like, how could I even try to predict what the next nine years are going to look like from here? We could be in a completely different place nine years from now, you know, and it is one of those things where, and I'm glad you mentioned the thirties. I feel like there's really, there's so much, because the first time there's really not a script, right? Like maybe you're, or like most people get married in their 20s or maybe early 30s. And then, then it just becomes like, all right, what are we doing, right? There's moves, there's kids, there's, like you said, parents getting sick. There's all this kind of stuff that happens. And you're really probably learning about yourself for the first time too. Cause like in your 20s, I feel like you're just, you, a lot of times will just pick up on societal, storylines or narratives and kind of go with the flow and just kind of go through the motions. And then in your thirties, you're like, you kind of like look up and you're like, who am I actually? It's interesting. I have a lot of clients who are in their thirties and a lot of them are are in this very much like discovering themselves. Even when we were in our thirties, you know, I look back and I had different business partners at the time who are doing something completely different now than what we were doing when we were together. And I think it's such a huge period of time of finding yourself while also taking a shitload of action. You know, one of the things that, um, that I think about quite a bit now, um, my dad and I are really close and I know for him, he would probably like to talk to me more, like talk to all of his kids more. I think that's like normal parents would just rather (laughs) talk to their kids more often, but I'm in such a, I don't even say a rat race, but I guess it is a little bit. I'm in such like a, a, a stage of, um, of productivity and growing and scaling and like, and moving and and just like doing shit, like travel and, and this and that. And I always think to myself, like he's at more of a time in his life where he just wants to connect and he wants to have more conversations and he's like, everything's slowed down and he's not traveling and he's not like in the rat race for work and stuff. But he was when he was my age, right? So it's like that. What is that? Um, that song, "The Cat in the Cradle" or whatever it was, like Cat Stevens. I forget. But it's it's like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like so when you're in your 30s and probably even in your 40s, that's when you're like pushing for your career and you're moving and you're traveling and you're spending money, you're making money and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I think there's value in that. But you're also because of those things, you're growing so rapidly. So if you're in a relationship, like. You got to be like, all right, in what direction are we growing? And sometimes at the time, it's yeah. hard to know. At least I like, I didn't notice that we were, that in my marriage, we were growing apart until we divorced. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, we did yeah. grow apart. But at the time, I didn't recognize it. And I think that's just the ironic thing of being in a relationship. I'll probably look back at my my relationship with Keith, whether we're together or not, and be like, yeah, that was a time in our life where we weren't really on the same page. That was a time in our relationship where we were on the same page or we were aligned. But it's so hard to know, you know? So I think all of that to say, enjoy the period of time that you're in. You know, if you're in like a growth, yeah. you know, going phase, the kids are young, you're just fucking trying to survive, like, 
try to find ways to enjoy that because it's not always going to be like that. And then if you're at a place where you are like in a self-discovery place, enjoy that. It's going to feel messy. It's going to feel inconvenient. It's going to feel awkward, but enjoy that too. Because I do think, at least for me, I'm glad you said it's a different confidence in your 40s. It's not like a... um, no one can hold me down, right? It's not like that, like in your 30s where you're just like going to the top. Like it's just this blind audacity. Now it's like I understand the reality of the situation more and I also understand more my place in the world and I'm confident and I own my place in the world. I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm not – I don't have a ton of comparison trap. I don't have a ton of like envy and jealousy. I'm just like, that's great for them. That's not what I want. At least for me now, that's where more where I'm at is I can look at a situation of someone crushing it or having success in some area and I can very confidently say, I don't want that. You know, whereas I think in my 30s, yeah. I was like, I need that. I want that. I want that. I want all of it. And now I'm kind of yeah. like, I just know myself and I just know more clearly what I want. I love your phrase, blind audacity. That feels like such a truth (laughs) that's really what it was which is beautiful Um, right like it is beautiful yeah you know yeah I think if I were to give advice to my younger self it would just be a couple of things it would be be more compassionate to yourself Mm. and don't hold on to anything too tightly because there is so much change and don't hold on to ideas too tightly or your idea of what a future or something should look like um because there's just such big upheaval that can happen. And I've seen this in, you know, for instance, one of my friends ended up having a uh, a baby with a partner they were with. They weren't even married or anything. It was, this is a male. And they, they end up having a baby. They weren't really together. And then the baby got leukemia and she died. She was just under three years old. And like, that's a huge mm. change in life. Like never expect, like one of those things you can't expect or tell someone. Mm-hmm. And then I have another friend who um, used to work for me when I worked for the city and she and her partner have been together for like 12 years and they had a little girl. She also has had leukemia. She's finally um, free of it. But for multiple years, they spent in hospitals and treating her. And it's like, these are things that in your twenties, you're not really thinking, you're not like, I'm or if you think you're going to have kids, you think it's going to be perfect and life is going to be great. You don't think about a child with a severe illness, or Mm -hmm. you don't think about um, someone getting into an accident and being handicapped or these kind of really big things. And even if they don't happen to you, someone in your life that you know of will likely go through something big. By the time you're 35, somebody you know has been through some crazy shit, right? And so I think that the 30s are like this time of kind of, I don't, I would say this, a kind of waking up of like reality. Like you get, sh- you're in a jar and you get shaken at least some point in your 30s. Like somebody just rocks your world whether it is you personally or someone close to you, but something is going to shake your reality. And I don't think it's anything you can ever plan. It's nothing you can ever really prepare for or wrap your mind around until it happens. And then when it does happen, you're there to like figure it out and see how you're going to process or be a support to someone who who's going through it. So I think a big piece for me would just be like, be compassionate with yourself when those mm. things happen or I want to I want to say if those things happen but I really feel like it's a when there you live long enough something is going to like rock your fucking world. So compassion to yourself when things happen and how you react and how you show up and to recognize that it's temporary too. So it's like mm-hmm. you've got your your first 18 years you're in school and then you're you're 
your twenties, you're doing your, you're graduating and you're getting your jobs and you're figuring that out. And in your thirties, it's like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and just being compassionate with yourself during those times, because I think there can be, and there generally is something that's going to happen in your world. And there's going to be a lot of upheaval. So my biggest advice besides, you know, skincare and, <laughs> and hydration and Botox would be just stay compassionate with yourself and stay curious and to be less judgmental. Mm, so good. Self. Uh, by the way, we have talked about so many things on this podcast around food, body image, and all of that stuff. But we've talked a lot more lately on just like eating well for health. And this year's no different. I'm trying to do a lot more for my health, specifically brain health, mental health, clarity and focus. Um, so I've been looking for something that gives me a little bit of an edge and can help me with my procrastination and productivity and focus. And I found this little shot called magic mind. It is the perfect blend of adaptogens for stress and nootropics. You might be hearing about like mushrooms these days, then magic mind has both that lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms. They're two of the main ingredients in it and they help reduce anxiety and inflammation while also supporting cognition and improving physical endurance. And so far in 2024, my boyfriend's been skipping his morning coffee and only taking magic mind shot. I like that I can just add it to my morning routine. I still love my coffee, but it's nice for that little extra boost of focus. And he says he's not having any caffeine crashes, which is great. I think I'm immune to caffeine crash. <laughs> so anyway, whether you add it to your morning routine, uh, like me adding it to it, uh, it's just a small little step. Or if you completely replace your coffee or tea, um, I really recommend you try Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com slash janbestlife. That's magicmind.com slash jan, like January, best life. And you can get one month free if you're subscribing for three months, which is pretty cool. And my code bestlife20, it's an extra 20% off, which gives you 75% off. And it only lasts till the end of January. So let's get your new year's resolutions on the road. Let's get going and head over to grab your magic mind and get your free um, box. Yeah. And you know, you don't usually get an opportunity to practice that until something happens. You know, like seriously, I think we have yeah. this perfect, like most of us in our twenties too, we have such a perfectionist mentality, right? Think about a traditional school, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, did you get an A? Yes yeah. or no, right? Like everything is binary. Are you good or no? Are you right or no? Mm -hmm. Like, are you doing the right thing or not? And so everything feels very binary. Then you get into your thirties and like, like you said, you can have the best intentions and you can have like the most well laid out plan, but like someone can come across and just smack you across the face and that's something you have to deal with. And so you don't really practice the self-compassion until you have one of those big moments. And I know for me, just going through the divorce and infidelity was definitely one of the hugest opportunities for me to practice self-compassion. And it was really hard, you know, it's hard to not take something like that personally and blame yourself. But, um, you know, I think together... <laughs> together, you and I navigated it pretty well, which actually a lot of people said, so if you're listening to this and uh, maybe you saw the the post on threads, it was a lot about skincare, a lot about hydration, a lot about lift weights, stretch, moisturize. Mm. Um, but someone did say, find your tribe of dear women friends and hold them close. They will get you through all the mm. tough times and make the great times even more special. 
I love that one. Aww. I feel like that was something great that happened in my 30s is you and I connected and we went through our mm-hmm. stuff together. And I think that was – and, you know, it, it's interesting. You do see these women in their, you know, 80s and 90s and maybe even 70s and they, you know, maybe they lose a partner. Or maybe, you know, their partner passes away before them or whatever. Or maybe their partner doesn't even pass away. They just <laughs> – I think men tend to be just more isolated as they get older. And you see these groups of women. You know, my mom has like five different social activities on her calendar every week with women. She's playing golf. She's playing Marjan. She has a book club like every single week. And so I really love that one. Lots of sunscreen. A lot of those. <laughs> Enjoy your thick hair. Uh, a good amount around <laughs> men. Like don't spend time with men who don't deserve you or partners who don't deserve you. Um, learn about menopause now. Uh, build as much muscle, avoid hustle life, uh, set up a trust and a will and life insurance, uh, mm, mobility, eat that. your vegetables, <laughs> start researching perimenopause now. Don't let romantic relationships consume your life. Focus on your dreams. A lot of mm. sleep habits. Only marry or have kids with someone who has their shit together. This is a piece of advice. That's nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do we know though? Because we don't even have our shit together in our 30s. <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah. So true. The, um, a lot about stop giving a fuck. Stop caring what other people think of you. Take more vacations. Enjoy your break. Uh, someone said freeze your eggs. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of a lot of skincare, a lot of perimenopause, menopause, a lot of lifting weights, mobility, stretching, sunscreen, drink water. Danny, it's really the the I know the menopause and premenopause one is interesting because it's something I definitely wasn't interested in learning or hearing about, and now um, I'm kind of going. Why haven't I heard about this? Why don't I know a lot about it? And there's not a whole lot of. I feel like lately there's been more information coming on about it, but I have been because last year I was having some issues with bleeding. Looking into HRT and hormone therapy, that was the first time. And when we had Esther on, it was really like, oh, this is something I should start thinking about now. You know, but my parents like never talked about it. Did your mom really, ever talk about it? My mom never no, talked about no, it. No, and you know what? And my mom also had a hysterectomy, so I don't think she really had, like, went through a normal menopause. I think she had, and I I wish I knew, I wish I could ask her, I think she was early 40s, maybe even my age when she had a hysterectomy. So I'm curious, and I kind of wish I knew that answer, because I really don't know the answer, because I'd like to know, I I feel like you kind of will go into menopause around the same time your mom did, but I don't, I don't know when the would be. And I really didn't know what age I actually was Googling this recently. I'm like, so when I saw something about, it said perimenopause can be seven to eight years or 10 years before. I'm like, so is that now? Like when is menopause? I don't know, but I guess it's closer to 50. Yeah. Menopause Um, is closer to 50. So yeah. So another couple My mom, my mom didn't talk about it. I asked her about it recently. I was like, I was like, how was menopause for you? (laughs) My mom is, I love her to death and she is just like this steadfast, dry German lady. And she just goes, I don't know. I don't really have that many symptoms. I don't know what people talk about. I had like maybe three hot flashes. I was like, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I guess hopefully that's good news for me. But yeah, she. I don't know. It's like 
Also, this is the same woman who told me when I was like a teenager, she worked at a corporate, she worked at a corporate job at like a bank. And she was like a senior VP when she uh, finished. She started as a programmer and then over the course of like 35 years, like ended up retiring at 55 as a senior VP. And she said to me, I don't really know why people call out of work. Like, why just go to work? It's not that hard. I was like, yeah. (laughs) This is like my entire mentality (laughs) in one sentence. Yeah. You're yeah, sick. Linda's you hardcore. go. You, you're... What's so hard about um, it? Just I th- show up. I think, I think there's health things that I knew in my thirties, but I just ignored and things that I knew were bad for me, but I still did it anyway, that I wish that I had taken more seriously, you know, like not eating as much sugar or not, not doing shots, <laughs> like not doing hard alcohol. And there are a lot of things like that, that I'm like, yes, I would have given myself that advice, but I also knew that advice and I just didn't heed that, you know? And it's, there's a lot of things I think that we know inherently, like I shouldn't be doing this or I, you know, but you're doing it anyway. And then it's suddenly kind of like the sunscreen, right? I feel like I swear to God, my 36th birthday, I saw sunspots on my chest. And I was like, what the fuck? These were not here until literally this day. And now I'm looking like my chest looks, you know, older. And so I started wearing more sunscreen on my chest, like starting that day, but I'm going, these are not from today. They're not from age 36. These are from, you know, my twenties all the way up that's caused this. So we know, but it's, it's almost like we don't start caring about it. Same with the hair loss, same with the skincare. It's like, we start taking care of the skin once we start seeing it sag or wrinkle or look different, even though it's all the prior stuff that we needed to do. Totally. But did I know this stuff earlier? Yes, I did. Did I do it? No, I did not. Because you always think that future is so far down the road. You're like, it's going to catch up to me in my 30s. It's going to catch up to me in my 40s. It's going to And suddenly you're like, oh, I'm here now. Now it's caught up. Now here we are. Totally. I'm like, oh, yes, this is this is catching up now. It's all of a sudden. One of the things I always remember older folks, like ladies in their 40s and beyond saying that I never understood until recently is I just want to feel good. I just don't want to feel bad. I just want to feel better. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Like every day is the mm-hmm. same to me. You know what I mean? Like in my 30s, yeah, maybe I'd have a couple like hungover mornings, but for the most part, I woke up, jumped out of bed, couple cups of coffee, right to the gym, like good energy, you know? Now I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like there are morning, like weird stuff happens, Perrymon. Like you'd be like nauseous out of yeah. the blue. <laughs> You're like, why am I nauseous right now? Like just stuff like that where you're like, I have low blood sugar or I feel lightheaded or I just feel lethargic today. Like once a quarter, I have a day where I'm just like, I am so fucking tired. Like one, like one day out of an entire quarter, I'm like, why am I so fucking tired today? It's just like little stuff like that that you're like, okay, hormones are doing something. But mm-hmm. in your 30s, every day was the same. Like I feel good. What are you talking about? Feel better. Why do you feel bad? <laughs> like, what does even that, that yeah. even feel like? And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that. My body has aches. Like my, if I lay in one position for too long, I get stiff and I can't move. I'm like, oh, somebody's got to like grab my arm and move it because I can't. I feel like I get, I'm literally living rigor mortis. I'll sit in one spot and then I get stiff and cannot move. Like my body is dead. That's definitely something. Do you have like some aches, some achy joints? You feel like you have some arthritis, (laughs) maybe some early arthritis? Yeah, I just got the. I I think I could deal with everything else except the hair loss. Like, that's going to be like you lose your eyebrows too, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, I can just paint those on. You know what, actually, that's the difference. I, I, 
I am looking forward to. I noticed my grandmothers didn't really have leg hair and they didn't shave. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like they're like, it seemed like their leg hair just stopped growing. So I'm down with that. If my leg hair stops growing and I don't have to shave my leg, that'd be freaking fantastic. I've been getting Brazilians for like 10 years and I feel like I don't really have that many pubes anymore. Hmm. I just need to start ripping out everything. Yeah. Just everything gone. I actually asked that to my um, my esthetician. I was like, do you find that over time, like people just have less and less hair? And she's like, yeah. I go, what mm-hmm. do you do if someone comes in with a full bush? Like how do you even start ripping that off? She well, goes, we I give them scissors. scissors. She goes, scissors, we, yeah. we literally give them scissors and tell them to go and, and get it shorter so that they can start. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would be my, I'm like, you got to trim it first. Trim the hedges and then and then And then mow it. <laughs> Mow it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't just go in there. Although I do have questions about how a full Brazilian is going to look when I'm like 30 years from now. You know? Do you get Botox in your vagina? You can, I think you get filler in your vagina. Because there's not muscles. (laughs) There's not muscles. You got to fill up those lips. (laughs) Just always look swollen. Yeah. Damn. I think, I think you can get. I think you get filler. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably definitely do like the vaginal estrogen and stuff like that. But remember, we had remember we had estrogen and she said vaginal atrophy, and my face was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I have to ask Esther if oh. I can get Botox directly into my vagina. Speaking of that, I've seen some lady online. I can't remember her name or I give you her Instagram, but she does like vaginal weightlifting and she'll like grab a kettlebell, a kettlebell. She puts something up in her vagina and then squats down and then hooks a kettlebell <gasps> and lifts it up. Like wow. straight up can hold a, like a 15 pound kettlebell. Do we need to be doing this in our forties? Apparently. You better be doing your Kegels. You got to do extra. This is not even Kegels. This is like grabbing. This is intense. Wow. I'm sure there's a course. We'll sign up for this online course and I'll tell you how it goes. Maybe the fact that we've said (laughs) it out loud now, the algorithm is going to start showing us. That'd be good. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, this episode went off the rails. (laughs) So um, we would love to hear from you guys. What are some of you are in your 40s? Maybe we'll start a little thread in the Facebook group so you guys can share uh, what advice or um, preventative measures you would give to your 30 year old self. I mean, you know, the, the stuff around, um, you know, beauty and looks and health were great, but I also love the relationship ideas that people had to around like, you know, female mm-hmm. friendships and, you know, what you deserve and not fucking around with fuck boys. And I don't know if I could have heard that in my early thirties, especially in my first like year or two of dating, but you know, you learn. Yeah. And it was just, and so I really appreciated those two. So if you're, if you guys have been through it, which I know you have, you guys have gone through some stuff. I would love to hear from you. Go to the best life podcast podcast.com and click on the link to join our closed Facebook group on that page and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to just crowdsource some ideas. And maybe too, we could add to this women in their fifties. Yeah. Help us. Advice they would give us. Help us, please. (laughs) Yes, please help. Maybe we are, we're missing something. I know. As soon as you, before before you said it, I was like, I know what you're going to say. And I agree. Yeah. Like, tell us, what do we need? What do we need to know? What do we need to look out for? Um, All right, y'all. Well, thank you guys for being here as usual. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.